Welcome to the No More Mondays podcast, the show that inspires confident professionals by interviewing people who actually enjoy what they do for work. I'm your host, Angie Callen, and I welcome you to join me each week as I chat with founders, entrepreneurs, and employees who have figured out that special sauce, the magic, the mystery to having no more Mondays. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the No More Mondays podcast. As always, I am so excited you decided to join us for this episode I've decided to entitle At Home with Mondays. And in a way, today's guest lives in the gray area between, which is just one of many reasons I asked her to join us and share all the wisdom that she has gained through her career. As one of Denver's prominent real estate agents, Meg Pitkin has made a name for herself smack dab in the middle of Colorado's booming housing market. Her entrepreneurial approach to real estate has always impressed me, and I'm excited for her to share more about how she stands out in such a crowded space. Meg has earned herself a top 5% ranking among agents in Denver, which if you guys are not local to Denver is a pretty impressive feat. And I think that she has done so by leading with a client first mindset. And if you ask me, that is what distinguishes her among the competition. She's a fellow small town transplant, originally from the cornfields outside of Chicago, and she's one of my favorite people to talk shop with. We're going to get into all kinds of fun things from becoming a new mom while earning that top spot among Denver realtors to handwritten thank yous and all kinds of other business and career-based advice. You do not want to miss a beat of what I'm sure is to be a gem-packed conversation with my very dear friend, Mick Pickman. So let's welcome her to the show without further ado. Meg, welcome to No More Mondays. Thank you so much. Wow, that was quite the introduction. I'm You're excited welcome. to be here. You know, I think we all have some familiarity with what you know, realtors do in the world, but I would love for you to share your perspective and tell us about what you do in the world of real estate. I like to look at it as helping people invest in real estate. I would say I'm, I'm a little more niched in the investing side of thing, whether that's helping buyers build wealth in real estate um, and kind of analyze them what they want to do from a buying perspective versus renting or working with our sellers to really maximize that value. And a lot of it is just education. You know, I think a lot of people don't realize that they can afford to buy, but then also just the opportunity that they can build in equity. And that's probably the education part of it. And the goal setting with clients is probably my favorite part. And I'm sure that's what really helps you build rapport with clients and they keep coming back in the referral based business. You know, what I learned early on was you know, one of the most important questions when you're talking with your buyers and sellers are around their goals. Because I have a very investment mindset around it, but that's actually not what everyone's really thinking about. And so understanding why they want to buy or why they're looking to sell and what they're looking to do next. And that really kind of shapes the entire process. One of the things I want, I think it's going to be really interesting for everybody to kind of hear how you got here, because it wasn't like you were 22 and said, I'm going to go be a real estate agent. So Give us your background and kind of walk us through how you arrived to be one of Denver's top 5% performing real estate agents. I've pretty much always had a marketing background, which actually has really helped me. But my last job before I got in, into real estate was the luxury property management company. And I was on the marketing team, um, but our best referral partners were realtors. So when we were working with realtors to get more inventory to bring in our um, property management inventory and portfolio. We had a lot of relationships with realtors and that's where I really started to see real estate as an opportunity and not just 
someone helping someone buy and sell homes, but having the opportunity to you know be my own boss and um, every day is different in you know building those relationships. So when I left that company, I decided to get my license, and really that's really how I got into it. And if I if my memory serves me right, you've kind of kept a little toe in that water in a way. And again, this is one of the entrepreneurial pieces of how you approach real estate that I love about you. And that is that you've kind of diversified the way your your business generates revenue. So it isn't just home buying and educating the actual real estate customers, but there's a, a leasing aspect to what you're up to as well. Yeah. So I do have a leasing company and we help people with apartments. Um, I also do dabble a little bit in the property management space. And with all of those different pillars, I would say it's it's more like partnering with people. Mm-hmm. Um, the leasing company, we, ha- we have partnered with top property management companies here in Denver. And so we help people find leases. And really the value add there is one, it's a free service to those clients. And we just are in the know more on what those specials are, you know, which properties have a higher occupancy or vacancy where they're going to get a better deal and get that one month free. And that was actually pretty uh, crucial for me in the beginning where I was able to be busy early and start building my database early and start helping people in something that's a little less pressure than making the biggest financial decision of your life, buying a house. So that was actually something I stumbled upon that ended up being you know, very, not only very rewarding in the beginning, but helping me build my database and build my business uh, while I was getting my license. And then once I was starting to work on my real estate business. Well, and you're also a great connector too. So you have the ability to kind of solve anyone's problems, whether it's through leasing and home buying, depending on where that person is at, or through it's somebody in your network. So you've done a really great job of kind of building a very holistic little ecosystem of real estate and property related services and connections. I think there's a little bit of a perception out there that uh, you can just go be a real estate agent. And it's it's kind of like almost a little bit of a, a default. And so I'm curious to know your uh, kind of response to that and also maybe what surprised you as you've ingrained yourself in this industry. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I remember my first conversation when I decided to get my license, um, a girl I went to high school with connected me with an agent who was a top agent in Scottsdale. And I was still in my job and I called her and I was like, yeah, so I, I'm going to stick with my job and I'm just going to do this on the side. And she's like, okay, but I wouldn't recommend that. And so I did not realize how much this was going to be the full time in the beginning. You know, eventually, I think everyone thinks once I get going, I'll quit my job and I'll do this full time. But it is a grind for the first one or two years. And you just really have to understand that you are every position within your business. You are the CEO, you are the marketer, you are the assistant, the client care specialist. So that was surprising just that you really wouldn't have the time to have a full-time job and then also build a business. So on the flip side of that, what's what's a positive aspect of this industry or your growing business that has kind of pleasantly surprised you you weren't expecting to to come across? Just the relationships that you have the opportunity to build. Um, I'd say part of it is the really great people that I now call friends, but even more so when you get that thank you card from somebody or, you know, they give you a gift card and stuff that you just like, you know, how hard you worked for them. And that I think is like probably the most rewarding part of this industry um, or this specific 
business is that you really touch lives and you really can go above and beyond for people and they can they're just blown away at how hard you really work for them. One of the things I love most about you is whether it's a cup of coffee, a dinner or a referral, I get a handwritten thank you card and a Starbucks gift card in the mail, no matter what I've done, birthdays and everything. And it, it just makes me remember you so much and also feel bad because I am terrible at the reciprocation of those kinds of things. But it is, I think, one of your just smartest elements of what you've done to perpetuate that relationship building cycle. I love writing cards. And I, um, I mean, my mom made me write thank you cards growing up. So it's definitely something that I've always done. I, they, I mean, a lot of times when you get into a sales role, they talk about handwritten cards and all of that. And it has to be authentic to you. And I think what I love most about it is it's the first thing I do in the morning. So it starts you off in this positive mindset and this positive like gratitude space because you're writing something for somebody that they either did something for you and you're really po- and you feel really good about it, um, or you just feel good because you know you're gonna connect with them later. Um, and I, it's something when I talk with new agents and they're like, you know, I ha- I'm really overwhelmed. There's so much to do. I say start with three things and be consistent. And, you know, there's times where you do get in this whirlwind and you do feel like you have way too much on your plate. I had that happen this last spring and I took a moment and I reset and I went back to what are the basics that I always do. And I'm just going to do those until I'm ready to start building again and cards. And it's funny, um, you know, they have those card services now and a couple of them are trying to get me to sign on and I won't do it. I'm like, you know, I like the fact that I write them myself. I like the fact that what I write means something to me and hopefully means something to the other person. But yeah, cards are a huge part. Cards are a huge part of my business, but also my life. Like I send them to all my family members, friends outside of Colorado. So it's intentional for my connections and my relationships. It happens to be a strategy, but I don't think of it as a strategy. If that It's a very sense. authentic one. And yeah. also I similarly am not a fan of the automated card services because to me, it just takes out the intent. To me, it takes out the personalization intent. And when I get a card from Meg, you guys, it's not like, hi, thanks. It's like fully written, (laughs) very like well-written sentiments. And so if you're going to do something like that, I think you have to just own it and be really intentional. And I think you have to be very committed and consistent with it because that, and and it's hard to do that because that's something that I always say, oh, I'm going to sit down and write thank you cards. Guess what? It never ends up happening. So kudos to you for for keeping that habit. We're going to talk more about routines and kind of habits in a second. But one of the other important roles you've taken on in the last year, along with business is mom. And we've definitely had some uh, other conversations on past podcasts about kind of managing momhood and questions around how you kind of be a professional while taking on that new role. So little Arlo joined the Pitkin family last year and he's adorable. 10 months old today, right? The day we're recording this. So how have you managed that in the last, over the last year while continuing to be, you know, the badass that you are in your industry? Yeah, it's definitely been challenging. I think that consistency and habits definitely helps me. Also communication. Uh, You know, there's definitely times where I have mom guilt, But I also, so Arlo now is part of a nanny share with another baby um, and they're right down the road. So one week they're at our house, one week they're at their house. I I knew I never wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. Um, And so a lot of what my husband and I 
we're trying to figure out is, you know, what is going to be best for him? What's going to be best for our family? Knowing that I'm a pretty driven and motivated person who wants to work. And he has a pretty demanding, I mean, he has a demanding career as well. So it's not like one of you is really in this space to be a trailing spouse and stay at home parent. Exactly. Yeah. I think we both knew we were going to work. And in the beginning, you know, it's really funny now because I like this stage the most because he's fun and he does things. But I think because I'm allowed to work and I can work those times that I we have the nanny, I, I show up more for him. Like I'm more present in the evenings that if I was here all day, you know, the nanny takes him to the splash pad and they do all these fun things and he plays with another kid. You know, I think it's actually the best dynamic for our family because then when we get home in the evening, we actually enjoy the time. And we all appreciate it. That is, I'm a morning person. And so part of my habits and routine and my how I structure my morning is that I do spend time with him. So I actually get up before him, but there is a time period between when he gets up and going to the nanny where I have intentionally set that I can't be on my computer. I can't be on my phone. We have to hang out. So I get my time in the morning and then I get my time in the evening. And then if I can be flexible throughout the day, I will. Um, But that has probably been like the most helpful just knowing that I have this 30 minute to an hour in the morning before the crazy day even starts. And so I would summarize everything that you just said. If, if everybody out there, moms out there, professional women out there want to take away is that you understand how to, how to set boundaries. And I think maintain them within parameters that are fulfilling for you, regardless of what society puts on you for guilt, et cetera. I appreciate that. So because of what you do, I'm going to have, I want to take a fun little aside that we don't always do, but I mean, what, for what you do is so applicable to everybody out there because at some point we all hope to buy a home or have bought a home or want to sell a home. So, and, and this crazy market's kind of going on across the country. Uh, so what are you, what's your top advice for buyers and sellers right now? Planning strategy and processes. I think that there, I mean, there are definitely ways to buy a house right now. There's definitely ways to sell a house. Obviously, we're in a very strong seller's market. Um, Having a plan and a process in place and a strategy is what I have found most successful, Um, especially this year uh, when it has been as crazy as it's been. The ones that up, like I spend a lot of time with my clients up front to put that strategy and process in place for what works best for them because everybody works a little bit differently. But if we know how our communication is going to go and what our week is going to look like, then we can have that in place to be the first person in the house, to be the first person communicating, to be the first person building rapport to get us through the weekend. So if there are 30 offers, how are we going to stand out at the end? And the same with the selling process. I think that a lot of sellers need to understand that there's a lot that goes into selling a house. And if you take those necessary steps and get your house in the best shape possible, you're going to sell it for top price. Um, But there is a lot of planning and strategy that goes into it. I feel like I could have asked you to give that answer if we wanted to script it because I could take all of that and parallel it exactly to job search strategy and planning and strategizing and being prepared so that you can stand out amongst the 300 or 3000 candidates in the stack or even on the flip side of the hiring side, which I would equate to the seller's market, making sure that you are set up and prepared and have a hiring process in place in order to get the top candidate. So I could have I could not have asked for a better answer, both for advice for buyers and sellers and for me to give a little tidbit of career coaching advice. So thanks, Meg. 
Love it. Um, so in your structured planning of, of life that has yielded great balance, I'm curious what you do for fun. So when you're not being mom, when you're not selling real estate, what are you out doing? I just like to be active and I like to be outside. So I like to walk my dog. I like to go hiking. Um, I like to travel. But anything where I just kind of feel like I got a little exercise and a little sunshine, I'm I'm happy. It's the whole reason you moved from Chicago to Colorado. Exactly. Yeah. I, I mean, I had no idea that the sunshine was going to be this great. <laughs> um, and now, you know, people talk about the mountains and I think the sunshine is like such a game changer. So let's learn a little bit more about you. One of the things that we always do around here on No More Mondays is we play a little game of rapid fire. So you ready? Don't worry. Right. None, of, none of them are that hard. Star Trek or Star Wars? Star Wars. I was so hopeful you were going to be the one. That says Star Trek? Yeah, nobody has yet. Favorite candy? Uh, Snickers. You know, you're the first one that said that, and it's an excellent response. When you were a kid, what did you want to be when you grew up? A lawyer. I can totally see that. What food are you craving right now? Sushi. I feel like being pregnant and not having sushi for so long, I eat it like once a week now. You could eat, yeah. So I go into phases where I could eat sushi like every day, which is yeah. also not he healthy, pregnant or not. Uh, give us a great book recommendation. The Slight Edge. That's a new one. Yeah, so Atomic Habits is probably is a very popular habit building book right now. Um, I read The Slight Edge before Atomic Habits. And I I mean, they're both fantastic, but I, I love The Slight Edge. I just probably because it was so instrumental in the beginning of my career to help me build habits. I send it to people all the time who are just getting started. Uh, I love it because we've had Atomic Habits has been recommended on the show before. I actually think it's in my reading list, but um, this is a new one. So awesome recommendation recommendation for me and everybody out there. So I've inserted this one just specifically for you. What's your favorite style of residential real estate? I like a good mid-century modern or rolling ranch option. One floor living where the basement's probably the same square footage. So we can send the in-laws and the parents in the basement, but we don't have to deal with stairs. There you go. What was your favorite childhood TV show? Probably Saved by the Bell. <gasps> Yes. Everybody always goes childhood, like cartoony stuff. Final food question. What's your favorite ice cream flavor? You know, I used to be a chocolate chip cookie dough person, but my husband really likes mint chocolate chip. And now I've kind of leaned that way. I'll say it. I've said it on here before. Strauss, mint chocolate chip, best mint chocolate chip ice cream you've ever had. Natural mm -hmm. Grocers has it. Go find it. Because this is a show about Mondays, we always end the rapid fire with asking about your word for Mondays. My word for Mondays is reset. And Tell me for, why. For me, it's reset because Mondays don't aren't really Mondays for realtors um, because we work throughout the weekend. But Mondays are kind of the day where I catch up on everything. And so if I've kind of had a hectic Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday of showings and offers, I actually really enjoy my Mondays to be able to just kind of reset on everything, catch up on everything. And usually we don't show houses as much on Mondays. Um, so I'm just kind of able to reset my week and then look ahead as to what I'm going to accomplish. That's great advice. We've had other guests on here who handle Mondays, either they front load them or we've talked to somebody in the past who actually intentionally schedules no meetings for Mondays so that it can be that kind of ease into the week, uh, get yourself organized, set up in your case, I'm sure planning for mm -hmm. the, you know, the week and, and weeks to come to make sure everything falls into place. So before we wrap things up and I ask the last question, I would love for everybody to know where they can find you and how they can follow your amazing journey in the real estate market in Denver. 
Yeah. So my website is my name. It's megpitkin.com. My email is also my name. Meg Pitkin at Make Gmail. it easy. And it's all easy to spell. Exactly. Also my Facebook. And then my Instagram, which is probably where most people find me, is Make Moves with Meg. That's right. It's yeah. good branding. And uh, it, worst case scenario, we are connected on LinkedIn. You are one of the few real estate professionals who actually has a presence on, on LinkedIn, which I also admire and think is a great idea. So worst case scenario, you can always go through my profile on LinkedIn and see Meg and her celebration photos of all the homeowners who have been successful under her guidance over the last year plus, which is amazing. I would love for you to give everyone one last gold nugget. So what is your best piece of advice on what our listeners can do to get a step closer to a more enjoyable career? Definitely habits and consistency. I think that um, whether you're getting started or you're very seasoned, um, you know, there's just a lot you can do. But if you can really hone in on the habits that you build and do them consistently, you, you can probably peel away a lot of other things. And it's something that I've that I've really learned over the last couple of years. And I have the same habits that I do every single day and every single week. And if I don't get those habits done, then I don't add anything else to my plate. Um, so I'm a big, big fan of habits and consistency, which is why my book recommendation is all about that. Uh, and I was actually going to bring that back to the book recommendation because uh, The Slight Edge is a great... It sounds like a great tool to help that. And I agree. When I... You know, I have kind of a morning routine and I find when I get out of it, things go all over the place and haywire. So I'm glad that you're kind of reinforcing that not only for listeners out there and what I tell them, but just even for me. Thank you so much for being part of the No More Mondays movement and joining us and just sharing your your kind of journey in, in business and life with us today, Meg. No, I'm honored to have been on here. This was so much fun. And, you know, if anyone ever wants help. I love helping people. Um, I love helping people get organized. So I'm always happy to be a resource. And Meg is a great resource. So definitely track her down. You've been an excellent guest. Meg Pitkin from Compass Realty in Denver. Thank you so much for being part of the No More Mondays. We always love hearing from people who are enjoying what they do for work and in life. And you're definitely no exception. For those out there listening, I would love, love for you to subscribe to the No More Mondays podcast wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a five-star rating because it is a huge help as we continue to inspire confident professionals everywhere with great stories like Meg. If you'd like to leave us comments, feedback, or guest suggestions, please visit us online at nomoremondays.info. Thanks for listening to this episode of No More Mondays. We hoped you grabbed some great insights to help you improve your professional satisfaction. Please visit us at Apple iTunes and give us a rating so we can continue to offer you awesome interviews and content each week. No More Mondays. New episodes drop every Wednesday. No More Mondays is brought to you by Career Benders Inc. in partnership with executive producer Jane Durkee. For more information about career coaching, resume writing, personal branding, recruiting, and entrepreneurship coaching services, visit our website at careerbenders.com. That's careerbenders, B as in boy, S as in Sam.com. This is your host, Angie Callen, signing off. Until next week, when we chat with another inspired, confident professional.